the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'll tell you, what a terrific Tuesday for the Democrat Mafia. What a terrific Tuesday. If you're part of Big Pharma, Big Insurance, Big Military War Industrial Complex Defense Contractors, Big Eco-Nazi, Green Energy Boondoggle Swindles, Big Day, Big, Big Day, Monster Day. The hypocrisy is unbelievable, endless, boundless, bald-faced, pathological. That's what happens when you elect Democrats scourge to the national office. That's exactly what happens when you elect these frauds. You welcome that in. You welcome it. It becomes normal for you. It's normalized to be part of the scams. And then you have to hear them celebrate. But there is comedy because they truly are absolute and unfettered morons. The American Rescue Plan subsidies uh, sub- subsidizes that are lowering premiums, subsidies lowering premiums, and extending coverage. And uh, I got a little practice when you gave me that other act, or, you know, when we were president. You were president. I yeah, was we with you. Brilliant. No wonder he got 81 million fraudulent votes. He's absolutely brilliant. Now, here's a guy that could really put some sizzle on that lion steak. Thank you. Vice President Biden. Vice President. <laughs> now, see... He means it because he's still in shock that anybody would believe this idiot could do anything but the vice presidential duties, which Kamala Harris is doing the old-fashioned way. That was a joke. No, it wasn't, Brock. You screwed up again, but that's all right. You could pull it off. Throw a little charisma on that mistake. Throw a little charisma. That was all set up. Yeah. Twelve years of celebrating Obamacare. 12 years of 400% premium increases, 50% the amount of hospitals as before you put on that yoke of socialist corruption and failure called Affordable Care Act. Not too affordable, huh, dummy? And what are you going to do? Are you going to beg for forgiveness? Describe yourself as the Marxist, corrupt, Chicago mafia don you want to be? No. You're going to celebrate the fraud. You're going to celebrate it as if it's an accomplishment. My president... Joe Biden, yeah. Vice President Harris. Yeah, ooh, yeah, there's a team only fit for the mafia. If you're, if you're too stupid to see it, then you're just waiting for your welfare cheese. And there's some of that for you, too. By moving to fix a glitch in the regulations that will lower premiums for nearly one million people who need it. You see, we're still fixing glitches. You're a dozen years into this idiot's idea of socialized medicine. A dozen years. You got glitches in the regulation system. Ooh, what's the glitch? Well, your premium went up 400%. That's the glitch. 
And now, if you were meandering around, you're on welfare, even though you don't want to admit it. We call it a Obamacare subsidy. I think we should call it a reparation. Let's call it a political Marxist mafia reparation payment. This way you can get some real people to jump on board. And allow 200,000 more uninsured Americans get access to coverage. Bull dung. Bull dung. You're trying to lure over some more welfare roaches from all around the world by pretending that your Affordable Care Act is not an unmitigated failure, a payoff to that quasi-government entity that likes to hide a lot of your corruption in it called Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They seem to be doing just great. Their premiums are up 400%. Their bonuses to their corporatist scum, all Democrats, dialed up like you. Your $3,000 suits dropping off sacks of money to your scum congressman. Right? And they're selling that same bull dung rather than the reality of if anybody could remember what it was like before your presidency, they'd gladly go back to that health care system that actually worked much better. You know why? There were twice as many doctors and twice as many hospitals. You moron. But that's okay. You're here to celebrate. And I remember how you celebrated the first time. Back when Joe Biden could figure out why his socks were wet from time to time and he just had to keep Jill smiling while she waited an hour for that Viagra to kick in. And the whole time he knew exactly what a big deal it was. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, that was a big effing deal. Big effing deal that destroyed the quality of American health care. Now you don't even remember. And now you've got some moron bureaucrat shutting down life. And now you've got 50% less doctors, 50% less hospitals, 400% more costs. And what, about 300% more people on welfare? That's the reality of what the Obama administration brought to this country. Aside from putting lipstick on this political whore, this mafia bagman who now some people call president, Joseph Robinette Biden. Why are my socks wet and where's my nurse? This is what we've got now. And in the meantime, all of the different failures, coast to coast, it's going to get swept under the rug because they're on to a new scam. Oh, they are. They really are. The same entity, corrupt as it is, the UN, that's stealing on a global level. They can't even tell you where that money is. And we'll get into the IMF bank later. We got Jonathan Honig coming on and the rest of it. But now they got a new agenda. At the same time, they're weaponizing Ukraine. And they're not interested in the 14,000 Ukrainians that were killed by the Azov Battalion, the Ukrainian government at the time. No, we're not going to talk about that. Now we're going to weaponize Ukraine so they can blow up fuel depots in Russia. But that's okay for the climate. That's okay. But they've got bad news for you, you citizens who are now willing slaves. As the world struggles with rising energy prices and the U.S. is releasing the largest oil reserves in history, the latest United Nations report on climate change has issued a stark warning. We are on a pathway to global warming of more than doubled 1.5 degree limit agreed in Paris. But All right, listen here, you fast-talking foreigner. What's a war like for global warming? Any statistics on when Ukraine blew up the fuel depot in Russia? What's worse, that or a Buick? Which one should we really crack down on? Of course, you, you have that scam, too. You got the weapons company bribing your derriere 
Now talk real fast in that foreign accent you got there. High-emitting governments and corporations are not just turning a blind eye. They are adding fuel to the flames. To mitigate the... I think it's fuel to the flames, but that's all right. We'll cut him some slack. They make wonderful pastries wherever he's from. Impacts of climate change. The U.N. report strongly recommends reducing carbon emissions as quickly as possible by... Oh, I got an idea. Let's stop giving everybody weapons. We could stop tomorrow. Give everybody weapons and we could pretend that we uh, are going to stop the bombing in Yemen. We're going to stop the bombing in Syria. We're going to stop whatever the hell we're doing in Iraq that nobody wants to talk about. Let's also stop what's going on in Libya. You remember Libya with that wacky Gaddafi. He used to have the costumes and the blondes that, for security guard. Since he went down, there's not only open slave markets, there's massive global warming because they're killing everybody like the south side of Chicago. Phasing out and replacing all fossil fuel infrastructure with renewable energy. That's the scam. There is no such thing. None. I'm tired of arguing this point with these unmitigated frauds. They're in on all the fixes. There is no renewable energy. You know how they get their biomass? They chop down forests and burn the wood to imitate coal. But you chop down the forest. And they somehow manage to tax and control a building block of photosynthesis. There is no pollution in CO2. It is a lie. And I'm tired of dealing with liars. Now, the foreign liars, they can buy my patience because they make wonderful desserts. But our own domesticated morons who look like a combination of Jiminy Cricket and that turtle that beat Bugs Bunny. I really don't like Jamie Raskin. I don't. Not just because he reminds me of a transgendering Jan Schakowsky, but because he's a political whore. Gentleman from Maryland, Mr. Raskin, is recognized for five minutes. Madam Chair, I want to thank you for calling this important hearing and for the excellent way in which you're conducting it. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Let me kiss your ass. Now we're going to try to pass some laws to destroy the futures of American people, except for the rich, because they can afford this bull dung. Um, you know, climate change is a civilizational emergency bearing down on us. We're They've been saying it for 70 years. They've been implementing it since 1992. All of their predictions are wrong. They're cooking the data. The, the longest data they have is about 112 years of data. That's it. This country, this world is billions of years old. These are political whores that on one hand want to profit from both the war machine, from, from Big Pharma, from all the rest of it. They want to they wanna pretend they have renewable energy the whole time doing more destruction to the earth than taking the little oil out from it. They're creating caverns that are miles deep. They're burning forests and all the rest of it. But the global warming is the biggest threat to the earth. You know what the biggest threat to the earth is? The Democrat Marxist mafia. Like Raskin, who looks like he got hit in the face with a fish. Seeing record forest fires uh, throughout the western part of the United States. Are those the ones that were set by the sociology professor at Berkeley? The one you caught that burned 3,000 acres that you want to pretend is global warming? Or are those the ones that were set by the phony electric company that actually set the fire that burned another 2,000 acres? Which ones, fish face? Consuming millions of acres of forests. We're seeing record drought throughout the Midwest, record flooding. We should talk about the drought in California caused by the policies where the little fish is more important than the big people. 
Right, Raskin? I can't believe there's anything but a... I can't even believe these fracking Democrats are elected anywhere, these rat bastards. Uh, on the East Coast, uh, hurricanes of record velocity smashing up against the Southern Coast and the East Coast. No sense of history and all a lie. All of it a lie. The hottest years were the 30s. That's because they only started keeping record around 1895. And this fish-faced lion bastard doesn't want you to have any kind of sense of perspective so he can go on with his pathological lies. And by the way, all the solutions, they're invested in it all. Of the country, uh, we had a warning yesterday from the Inter Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change that we are not remotely doing enough. This is an emergency that we are in. We need all hands on deck and instead... We get the, a bunch of silly propaganda lectures about Hunter Biden. No, that's not propaganda, Fishface. We caught your head couple for the political whore he is, the apparatchik of China, who benefits, benefits drastically from your global warming so-called renewable energies, which they make a fortune on, trillions on. But it does explain why they bribed your derriere and your couple. The guy with the wet, soggy socks and the diapy who needs a change and his crack smoking son. If you could find him, look in the strip joints around Mannheim Road. I say there's somebody there that knows him. 312-642-5600. Do you buy this pathological policy dung or do you see it for what it is? A mafia scam. AM560, the answer. The best is how we have the eco-Nazis as the head of BLM, and I don't mean the Marxist foot soldiers of destruction, in the Bureau of Land Management. They find these eco-Nazi scum. She used to spike trees to destroy not just the machines that cut down the trees for lumberjacks, you know, those companies that actually planted two trees for every one they cut down. But they needed that CO2. Anyway, she'd spike them so that they would break the machines. But you know how many lumberjacks were harmed in it? You think the eco-Nazis care? And then to save the silverfish? Why don't we say that we're going to abort the silverfish? This way we could get these wretched scumbags on board. And as far as it goes with their bull dung premise, from the get-go, they're 100% wrong. Clear, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't the... There is when you bribe these sexually frustrated dweebs in lab coats. There is when you pay for the data you want, like the Democrat mafia has done, not just on climate change, but on everything from the vaccine to covering up Hunter Biden. It explains it. See, the bribery is so rich and thick that the U.N. pretends there's an emergency the same time taking the payoffs from the military industrial complex so we can bomb fuel depots. But they're worried about climate change. You have to be an absolute moron, lowlife scumbag to be a Democrat. But after all, you're fine with killing your own babies, you roaches. Brian. Wheatfield, hey, Sean. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Best show on the radio, by the way. But I just want to say, you know, whether you believe the Earth is a billion years old, a million years old, or five or 6,000 years old, we're supposed to take 150 years of data, follow the science, and we're going to say that this is the trend we're going. And I'm just so sick of this. 
yeah. living in the freest, freest country known to man, and we got to deal with this kind of crap. And, and you know what else I'm sick of, Brian? I'm thing. sick of these fish-faced political whores like Raskin, who are making millions on the so-called cure. I'm sick of the open, bald-faced corruption in it all. I'm sick and tired of it, you phony frauds. You're front-running trillions of dollars of policy on scam data. And you're following this fat ass, just rub it till my chakra spits at you, Al Gore. And you don't give a rip about the frauds he's been telling you. Steve. Worth. Hi, Steve. All right. Steve Gonsville. Mitchell, this plains. Uh, first of all, Sean, keep in mind that the ACA, Obamacare, was a ruse. They were allowed to change the networks. So if you had a pre-existing condition like asthma, okay, you were paying more for premiums and getting less. So you're paying basically three times the price for your inhaled steroids, for your albuterol treatment, and the fact of the matter is Obama made wasn't the insurance Man- company doing Wasn't Joe Manchin's daughter the head of that company? I can't remember. Was it the cure for asthma or diabetes? Which one was Joe Manchin's daughter the head of? I'm not remember familiar with her. Remember when she made all the scam? I think it's insulin. I'll have to look at that. But go ahead, Mitchell. My point is that is that people that have diabetes that had basically asthma or any type of pre-existing condition, they were screwed because here's the deal. I had this, this happened to me three times with my primary care doctor. Obama knew ahead of the game if he would have said basically if you had to uh, basically keep the network okay in place with the plan that you had, that would have been a benefit. But he knew way ahead, Sean, that he was allowed to change the network. That's what allowed all this money making and where people got screwed the most. The middle class got basically Gouted because they were pay- they bought into this thing politically and they got screwed financially because they have this- they don't have the intelligence to do what I call simple banking and that's why Obama is the biggest crook in our lifetime. I like it, Mitchell. I like it very much. And there's also that other little pesky t- statistic: fifty percent of the doctors. You know why? Because in this so-called affordable doctors, small doctors had to pay upwards of. $40,000 to $70,000 to automate their little private offices that served little communities, some cases hundreds if not thousands of people. Some of those doctors were the best doctors, like my doctor, way back when he was really a family friend, but brilliant man named Jim Dalio. And he had said to me, it's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it. Because what happened then to offset the fraud in Obamacare is their insurance costs, oh, yes, it did, more than quadrupled. That's why so many of the OBGYN doctors are Gonsville, like the one who saved my daughter's life and probably how many of your kids were born. Those doctors no longer practice. And all that is swept under the rug as these political whores who were bribed to create a Rube Goldberg system to pay off insurance companies and, and really big, big uh, pharma, They thrive under this system. They've never made more money. Just look at the stock prices. And in the meantime, you've never paid more money. See, that's the scam that keeps on giving. And the more Americans are too beaten down, too browbeat, too stupid, or too weak of character to care anymore. And now, instead of wanting it ripped out by the roots of its fraud, of its pathological lies that it's built on, they just want to get subsidized. And that's exactly what's going to happen with cap-and-trade tax. That's exactly how many morons believe this comedian actor who's mysteriously worth $600 million. He's like the Pelosi's. Come on and say, I need more weapons as he's bombing fuel depots and the same institution 
is going to tell you how you have to pay more to drive your Buick. That's how dumb they think you are. You know the problem is? You keep proving them right. Of course, when I say you, I mean Democrats scourge welfare roaches around the world. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. You know, there was a dummy that my girl Honey Bunny thought would be fun to deal with. Some roach said, I love free money. Calling from Cicero. He said he's a taxpayer. Listen, sales tax doesn't make you a taxpayer, Roach, unless you stroke a check every quarter, every year, for a percentage of your income, you're a roach. Now, you might feel good about yourself thinking you're a taxpayer when you pay sales tax, but when you get big checks back for things like you know, having kids that you probably don't know or don't raise, and you take that tax money and go buy a car, you're not really a regular tax player. You, you need to listen to different stations, especially when you use the term free money. There's no such thing as free, dummies. But then again, you're living in Cicero. You probably think uh, McDonald's is Gibson's. Uh, Ta-da! Tom, you're a Democrat. Exactly. Tom yeah. Mokina. <laughs> hey, Sean. You know, I know these insurance companies got statistics on their sides and that uh, they're profit companies, right? But, I mean, you know, biggest pandemic in history and a uh, simple Google search here showing one of these Blue Cross guys did 900% profit over last year. I mean, it's all it's a scam, greatest, just like you're saying. It's the greatest insurance in general is an absolute unmitigated fraud. And after, uh, there's a reason they have those buildings. There's a reason they have those budgets. There's a reason they have that stock performance. Its business is to screw you. That being said, they got you sold on this idea that they help you because there's two generations, four generations, five generations ago that we didn't have insurance, that doctors you actually paid. And when you couldn't pay them, in most cases you'd go raise money or whatever the case is. There were charities. And society in general was much better. But they've got people sold on this scam. But then again, how many people remember, Tom, when doctors did house calls? What do you think the doctor's insurance premium would be for himself? To do a house call. Hey, when I didn't so have insurance, scam of that was insurance. a cash pay. It was always a, a more fair and better price. They always Lawyers worked with me. and insurance made the system they have right now, and it's perfect for them because they're the ones who make the money. And the costs have doubled. The welfare has doubled. The quality has sank. And that's what happens every time you have a collectivist policy. Thank you very much, Tom. It's working just the way Barack Obama was paid to make it work. Just the way Big Pharma wants it to work. Big insurance, big health care. It's a damn scam. They got you believing there's a utopia. You know, there was a utopia. It's called the American system before the government took it over. Kevin, Northwest Indiana. Sean, love you. Love your show, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Appreciate first you taking time. First time caller. I've been listening to you. I listen to your, all, all your podcasts. I'm going back on them and listening to them. And you need to be syndicated, and you need to be the voice of America. I love that. Thank you very. You know, I'm very proud. We got Iceland yesterday. We're in 14 countries, 49 states with the downloads. That's the only. You know, that's the way we keep track of it. So I, I love it, Kevin. It's growing. Thank you. Sean, it's not about me though. I really. This has nothing to do with me. I hate that whole part of this business. I don't want to be Sean Hannity. Yeah, I want. To, I want to change things. I want the American people to wake the hell up, pull your head out of your ass, and stop buying this bull dump. Did we lose my guy? I think we lost Kevin. I didn't mean to hang. I, I didn't touch a button. It was you, Squirrel Hands. I'm blaming you. Devin, Lake Zurich. Hey, Sean. First time caller. Just want to say uh, you're my favorite uh, radio host on this uh, channel next to uh, uh, Prager. 
Oh, thank I really you. Enjoy That's a big compliment, brother. Thank you. A lot of great people. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Anyways, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, Ukraine. I've been doing a lot of research, not with, not from mainstream media. A lot of research, and we're in seven weeks. And the more that this donkey show goes on, the more I start believing this other research I'm I'm, I'm finding with Ukraine being the center, the hub for the. The, I hate to say it, the child sex trafficking, and Putin said, screw that, I'm going in, it's a special operation, not an invasion, he never said that, with, you know, the green light from Trump, because he's still our president in exile. And uh, I believe well, I, don't know about I that. believe they're out. I believe, yeah, I'm well, telling Devin, you, Well, Devin, here's it's, the thing, there's questions I have. There's they, two questions I have that are very important. Two questions, and, and, and you, you, you're never going to get an answer. Number one, somebody explained to me how our Congress in 2015 passed a law, Bill, that we were not to give money to the Ukrainian military because it had been infiltrated by the Azov Battalion. That battalion is a real thing. It works. Number yeah. two, yeah, they're, they're, there are accusations of biolabs that our government official yes. admitted to yes. as many as 21. Yes. I want these two questions answered. And then the other yes, thing is, that's, that's I want to know in the year 2021 why you can't have a dialogue with everybody involved. See, because there's no money in that. Because what they should do, get Putin on a screen, let the whole world see it. Get the Ukrainian on the screen, let the whole world see it. And let America mitigate that conversation. And let's get it all out on the table. Maybe you could save the lives. But they don't care about the lives of the citizens any more than Barack Obama cares about the lives of Americans that were destroyed from Obamacare. Devin, I appreciate you taking time, and I appreciate the call. And I appreciate you doing your own research. You don't have to agree with everything, and be careful what you find out there. But there are some questions to be answered. And the main one is our own Congress. Our own Congress passed a law after the Minsk Accord was broken. And after the reports of 14,000 Ukrainians being slaughtered by their own government and not a picture on news, not a picture, not a mention of it. I'm still concerned about that. And I also think there'll be more people shot in the city of Chicago, in the city of New York, in New Jersey, in California than there will be in Ukraine at the end of the year. Charlotte, Northwest Suburbs. Hi, uh, Sean. The only thing I really remember about Obamacare was how the president lied over and over again to get it through Congress. He kept saying, you can keep your health care plan if you want. You can keep your doctor if you want. Over and over again, we heard that. Well, I know lots of people who lost their health care plans. And, nope, uh, everyone you know, lost it, them. Unless, I was paying $2,500 or $2,400. $2,400 for a mediocre, washed-down version of what I had. And you know what else, Charlotte, no one talks about? The Louisiana Purchase, where they bribed the Louisiana senator, and the Cornhusker Kickback, where they bribed the Nebraska senator to jam it through with all the illegal with all the illegal activity. They all made billions. It's a it's a it's a crying shame. And the American Democrat doesn't care because they're like that scourge that called me from from Cicero. I love free money. Because they're morons. They're, this is what happens when you got rid of the short buses and you started dumbing down everybody to pay attention for the idiots. This is what happened. You got short bus states, short bus towns. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Appreciate the call. Carl Algonquin. Hey, Sean. Yes. You there? Okay. I'm here. Uh, 
I'm, I can't believe you're the only person on, on the air that tells it like it is. But he was a, a good example of our health care system. I had two of my family members. One had insurance, one didn't. Both needed to get an MRI. One went to a open MRI in a shopping center, paid cash, 300 bucks. The other family member uh, needed an MRI, had insurance, went to Northwestern, and uh, got an MRI, charged the insurance company $4,500. That's <laughs> the problem. It's an incredible scam. And then the insurance company doesn't pay it. The insurance company negotiates it. In the meantime, they offset it with the deductible. And the pigeon ends up paying $1,200, and that's all the insurance company pays the health care provider. And that's why people with money, when you have money, you know you don't partake in this nonsense, right? You go to concierge medicine. They're all around. The only thing is they're in great neighborhoods in great areas because they don't want to buy into the scam. And this is what happens when you implement welfare systems, when you have Democrats take over. The classes actually separate greater than before. And the people who are, who are in the middle trying to do the best they can, they drown in the failure of the policies. And before you know it, they're subsidized. And before you know it, they're used to it. And in there lies the, the real diabolical deception of socialism. It feeds on its own failure. Thank you. You know I appreciate the call, Carl. I went long. Bob, Craig, Al, Phyllis, I'll take you when I get back. I have two lines open, 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. There are people that are hard to convince of reality. This is a big problem. There are other people that that buy... The lie after lie, even though they know the government is pathological in its lies. Pathological. You cannot point to a policy that has worked the way it has been described. They have to constantly cover it up. The only conclusion one can come to is you're either stupid or in on the scam. A lot of stories about Hunter Biden surfacing this week. So to ensure the independence of the investigation, would the president support the appointment of a special counsel? Well, first, the president has never had a conversation with the Department of Justice about any investigations into any member of his family. He said, now that's a big stretch. Department of Justice that's headed up by the ferret faced Merrick Garland, Chicago mafia member. They never had a conversation. Is that plausible deniability? Did the best lunch date in Washington have the conversation or? Did one of the family members, the brother, the sister, doesn't matter. But this is old news. Over two years, the FBI's had the hard drive. First, they tell you, no, there's nothing on it. Then when they tell you, well, obviously, there's a hell of a lot on it, we lost it. Now you have to be a moron or in the mafia. Those are your only two choices. Said that during the campaign, and he will continue to abide by that. So I'd point you to the Department of Justice for any additional steps they would take. They would make those decisions independently. With these institutions and these bureaucracies, littered with political sycophants, who are more loyal to the mafia party of the Democrats than they are to the idea of American justice or righteousness, it's over. They've corrupted the system that is supposed to protect us from the corrupt political whore and pimp. That's just the fact. So now how does it change? Hmm. How does it change? You could pretend it's going to change by elections, although there are still people that are unwilling to recognize the skullduggery in the 2020 election then, and then to think it's going to disappear, I think is a self-delusion I'm not willing to participate in. You can also go to areas where your vote 
matters. You can support politicians of character rather than parties of willing corruption, like the GOP. Only select members in it. I'd say about 10% are worth your attention. The rest are in on the scam. There's no other excuse for this. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. You know, as far as the health insurance uh, goes, um, an ambulance are, ride is like, what, is it like $1,000 one way to the hospital? These are GOP members in, in on the scam. The Tea Party, all of it was born because they stuffed this fraud Obamacare down the throats of the people. Yet for 12 yeah. years, the Tea Party has been not just complicit, they've been bribed by these healthcare companies that have managed to decipher their way through it. They don't care about the numerous companies that are out of business or the numerous hospitals or the numerous doctors. They are now in right. on enriching themselves. And this is the corporatism that the Republicans thrive on. This is what I always say. They share the same bank. And you have to be at a certain yeah. at this level 12 years into it, at what we saw this scum John McCain do with his thumbs down because he didn't like Trump. At this point, oh, you realize... God. You're in, you're in an act of futility, and the only reaction is to not participate in it. So if you have a little bit of scratch, it's worth it to join these small doctors, these little boutique groups, and take yourself out of the insurance play scam. It's like the public school system. You want to break it? Don't yeah. participate in it. That's the only thing you can come to. And you're going to get that stronger right. in, a, in a state that fights for Americanism that's red than you will a mafia state like Illinois, whose answer to the problem is to run a Biden voter as a Republican nominee and corrupt the right. biggest money in the state so that they, they can run fancy commercials and glaze over the fraud that he is. And I'm sp specifically speaking of Irving. Thank you very much, Teresa. Yeah, definitely. Good Thanks. Time. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. What are you running? Hey, listen, you probably got this. You, can you hear me okay? I could hear you. What are you, jogging? You on a skateboard? What do you got going on? I'm shoveling dirt out of the back of a truck. All right, anyways. So, but now, now uh, I'm with you, so I'll, I'll take a break. All right. Now, it's pretty clear that Obama gave the go-ahead and uh, basically the uh, authorized that the three-letter agencies that he basically corrupted all of them and they're all under his command. He must have told them, hey, you can have Biden now. You can have the Biden uh, crime family. Because, but here's my question. They're going to probably come after the, the Bidens now. Because the Democrats are ready to throw him overboard. They're ready to take and get rid of Biden and everything. He's too much of a problem. But what's going to happen when they basically uh, bring that uh, chameleon, Kamala Harris in there? Okay. And everything? Is that going to be worse? Or what, what are we going to do? Get that unlikable person. You've got to put bacon bits in her pocket to get a stray dog to come up to her. Get her in the office because nobody can win. But I will go a little bit more with you, Craig. Go, I don't mean to cut your break short. Pretend you're a teamster. Take yourself 35, maybe 60 minutes. What I want to focus on is where the real corruption came. It wasn't the Obama administration, although they operated in that cesspool. It was the Clinton administration and those very tagalongs that want you to believe that war crime is something that just happened rather than something that's been practiced in this country. I say 70 years, but undeniably since the Clinton administration. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. By we, she means the American Democrat scum, like this wet sock diaper-wearing dimwit in the White House. And the other one, 
who speaks real fun, but gets the little, little details wrong like Barack Obama. They're all in on this scam. You want to talk about war crimes? You'd have to arrest Washington, D.C. There'd be three guys meandering around. 312-642-56. Oh, actually, I have Jonathan Honig when we get back. Can't wait to talk to that son of a gun. Brilliant, brilliant capitalist pig after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so we just got some news from uh, my friend Jonathan Honig. He has an emergency. He cannot be on today, but he'll be on tomorrow. And it's a shame because I wanted to ask him. You know, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Honig. And I enjoy so much about people who fight for propertyism, as it's referred to now as capitalism. It's really not capitalism. It's propertyism. And that has been bastardized over the decades. But more importantly... The idea that people like Jonathan Honig, fund managers, hedge fund managers, and the rest of it, have history of trading for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, have beat indices and uh, indexes and all kinds of returns, yet none of them have the record of Nancy Pelosi and so many of Congress. None of them were bribed from China, given $1.5 billion. None of them were invited to sit on the oligarch-owned oil companies around the world. None of them. That the crack-smoking son of the president was. See, this is obvious bribery. And it fries me. I mean, it really fries me. And day after day, we have to pretend that there is a process in place that will save the American people, that will... Be like those old westerns or those old detective movies where the good guy is going to come in and arrest the crooked political whores that destroy the quality of life, corrupt our financial indices, our financial systems, and win. Because they win. From our country here with the greatest stock trader in recorded history, Nancy Pelosi, who somehow can't finish a sentence. From Diane Feinstein, what is keeping her going? With her speed racer hair doing her corrupt husband. The sons, how they're all corrupted in it. How they're all interwoven with China and the rest of it. And yet, you're ridiculed, you're heckled. The idea that there's even a question as to if Joe Biden should be impeached yesterday. He should be put in prison. Instead, he's making speeches and ruining rugs. Can I ask you if there have been, if you're aware, if there have been any discussions here inside this White House about whether the president might use his pardon or commutation power with respect to either his son or his brother? That's not a hypothetical I'm going to entertain. I don't have anything to add from this podium. Justin? And this is how you run cover. See, because even the, the pretend media, the, the, the Pravda wing of America, the propagandists that don't want you to look into even something like Zelensky's $600 million personal net worth, or Ihor Kolomoisky, they want you to buy into the oligarch system more than they want to save and rescue the American system. Where a guy like Jonathan Honig, who didn't come from money and just happened to be good at something, traders and capitalists and small business owners, the ones who really make the economy go are engulfed 
in failure are engulfed by this corruption. They want you to ignore the fact that there are states out there, states, entire states, that are run on righteousness, that are run on principles. They want you to get used to the idea that the kind of mafia that destroyed the once great city, county, state of Illinois, that destroyed New York and New Jersey, everywhere they touch. They want you to think it's normal. It's not normal. It's not to be accepted. It's to be rejected. But we are at a time in this country when the Democrat mafia ridicules righteousness, works behind the the back of the American people to corrupt and further destroy it, and in the meantime want to pretend that we're somehow citizens of the same place, it's time for righteousness or it's time to separate. Because when an American government, when an American president can pick and choose laws he wants to abide by, when the Democrat Mafia Congress, Democrat Mafia Senate can run cover for obvious foreign enemies bribing the president. This is what this is. Open and notorious bribery. You got problems on your hands, kids. You've got them all in on the scam and there's too few of us that want to fight it back. And it's on every level. And they understand the game. Feed on their own failure. This is the system we're in. There's a story that broke today that is reminiscent of what broke after Joseph Robinette Biden usurped the most powerful office in the world. And this is sickening. But I want you to know something. This is not common in states that are run by righteous politicians and righteous people. More breaking news. Fox is learning of more buses arriving with mostly single male migrants in Brownsville, Texas today. The buses first started arriving by hundreds back in January, then flown out to cities across the country, of course, at taxpayer expense. This is the Biden administration moves to end Title 42. A leaked internal ICE memo reveals prosecutors are being told to stop deporting migrants who they claim are not a threat. The memo reportedly reads in part, quote, attorneys must be. This is a buckshot of failure. They've got the, 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 the prosecutors in the Democrat mafia states. Particularly mindful of the resource constraints under which we operate at a time when immigration courts docket total over one and a half million cases nationwide. It's a tidal wave of atrocities, a tidal wave of corruption, a tidal wave of failure. And you think it's just Joseph Biden's son? That's every one of them. Miles on 294 wants to remind me. Hey, Sean, you asked earlier today about uh, Mansion's daughter. She was involved with the EpiPen, That's overcharging it. everybody. Yeah, 500%. Plus she was part of a generic uh, drug crew. So when yeah. I heard Manchin say the other day that he wanted to work on generic medications with Biden, I'm sure his daughter's group is going to be in the money. And now he's got all the Republicans who think he's a hero. They've been buying the propaganda rather than recognizing what Joe Manchin is. Another rat political whore. And it's just like Chuck Schumer. One daughter works at Facebook, the other one at Google. This is the scheme. We allow them to put their kids out there as bag men. And you think organized crime? Our two Italians talking about the line on the game last night? I don't think so, Miles. Thank you for reminding me it was the EpiPen. I knew it was some big pharma scam. Joe in Naples, Florida. Hi, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I got a kid that's one of those concierge docs. <laughs> um, those are the anyway, best, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so you just, uh, you kind of made my point. That, you know, why do, why do people think it's only Hunter Biden? Like he's the only son of the politician that's done this kind of stuff. 
you know, I, I think people, we, we need to look into a few more, uh, and you name, named them. And yeah. the other, you know, now that Jackson is uh, confirmed, I, I'm going to say they've won the racism thing because the only reason she's in is because she's black. So now they're going to move on to the well, LGBT. Well, I also would include female be because the they, they're simultaneously the attacking Clarence Thomas, so I would say black female, which is why she yeah. will be referred to as affirmative action Jackson. But the reality, I Joe... I really don't get, I really don't get the, the Florida thing because, you know, with their kids, I mean, most of them don't have kids. <laughs> So, yeah, or they have them. That Those are just the ones that slip the abortion hanger. They do have them, but yeah. they just slip by. Those yeah. are called. They should be and named Lucky. But thank you, the Joe. Last thing and, is, go ahead. What do you got? The last, the last thing is the guy that was looking at uh, at the thing in Ukraine. He ought to look up Victoria Newland, part of the Obama administration. Great yeah. article back in fifteen. Yeah, I read it, and uh, that's yeah. when she said F the U.N. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, Joe. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Because they couldn't bribe the U.N. to the satisfaction the level that they're used to. And now the U.N. is going to tell us about all the real problems versus the banking scandals and the fraud, the misappropriation of funds, not to mention the U.N. soldiers. Yeah, there's a little bit of a rape issue, but among Democrats, that's a resume builder. Investing in new fossil fuel infrastructure is moral and economic madness. You know, I like, there is a thing. I do like to be lied to with a little bit of an accent. Reminds me of those films in the 30s. I like the fascism with a little bit of an accent. Turn it up there, squirrel hands. Let's hear this fast-talking foreigner tell us how we have to pay taxes to him and somehow slow down global warming. In the meantime, their weathermen can't get tomorrow right. And they've never been right over 70 years of their predictions of mayhem. In most cases... Renewables are already far cheaper. The report says that in order to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, the world must reach peak greenhouse gas emissions by Ooh. 2025. And but let's have their bribe scientists come up with it. I need a little common sense. What about you, Squirrel Hands? You need a little common sense? So you're not in a panic over uh, the icebergs melting and the sea levels rising? And I promise you, 20 years from today, I'll be the one that's laughing. The icebergs, the ice caps at the poles are not going to melt. The oceans are not going to flood the coast. People are not going to die. We're not going to have global climate change that cuts off the food supply. And by the way, John Coleman said this and then he went and died. Really upset about that. Not so much mad on Albright. Maybe she'd burn in hell for a million years. But John Coleman, I'm sad he died. And he, this was before Barack Obama bought two oceanfront properties. Two. The one that really irritates me is the Magnum P.I. one. Damn it, I didn't want to hit. I wanted to live there, not Barack Obama making fun of the seas rising, yet he lives next to the door to the seas, as so many of them do. I think so does Joe Biden, doesn't he? Rat scumbag. But Joe Biden can afford to because he's been bribed for about 50 years. It does make sense, though. There is a question mark, though, about the president, given Tony Bobulinski's emails uh, that, you know, 10 10 percent for the big guy. He said that that was a reference to President Biden. He's turned all of that over to the FBI. And and now I guess this is getting coverage from CBS, from The Washington Post and The New York Times. How do you see this story changing and the impact potentially on the president? Well, I I do think the impact on the president is uh, quite perilous. It's a long tradition of relatives She's giving presidents, uh, creating p- p- problems for... Perilous? Pres- the FBI's got it. They've had it for two years. They squashed it. 
Yet they all got names like everybody that went to school with them, though, don't they? O'Malley, Murphy, Sullivan. Hmm. Those are the same names that make up the Mike Madigan Mafia. 312-642-5600. AM560, The Answer. Never miss that show. My mother and I watch that every time it was on. Red Ferrari, Robin Masters Mansion, that now Barack Obama lives in. <laughs> it's amazing they could, they could say this rising sea levels with a straight face. So Raskin uh, today goes on to talk about global warming, the U.N. global warming. The whole time they support global warfare. That seems to be a problem. Good thing for them, the Democrats have no idea and they just want in on the scam. They think it's normal. The climate benefits of electrifying the postal fleet are significant. The post, the post office again. Let's defund the post office. Forget. The, let's defund the post office, the electrical fleet. How many uh, people want to guess how many Congress birthing peoples and others are in on the company that gets the contracts? It's already started, but it'll be real interesting. Not to mention the material it is made up does a lot of damage. And the whole damn thing, it comes from those holes in the wall. Those aren't magic holes, although Pete Buttigieg loves to say magic holes. Postal services, 216,000 delivery vehicles burn about 200 million gallons of gasoline each year. Pumping up the demand. Well, isn't this a reason to get rid of them? I mean, let's start there. Let's get rid of it. After all, maybe the people could save a few billion while a bunch of guys walk around in silly costumes. Gasoline and the price of gasoline. A gallon of gasoline, which weighs roughly 6.3 pounds, produces 20 pounds of carbon dioxide equivalent greenhouse gases, which will then linger in the Earth's atmosphere and continue to heat and boil the planet for centuries. Oh, boy. What about when you blow up a fuel depot in Belarus? Does that do any damage? Should we find Ukraine? But then again, wouldn't they just sue us? We gave them the bombs. Got to think this out. Another thing that I want you to realize there in Illinois, as you're paying 84, 82, 87 cents a gallon by the Democrat Marxist mafia, how this portly little slob you call a governor looks like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it, doubled those taxes. You got used to it by now. There are red states, red states that are helping the people. I learned this the other day, and I said, hmm, this Governor Kemp is really quite the guy. The average price of a gallon of gas has increased from $2.69 to $4.28 since March of 2021, a 59% increase. And researchers are now estimating that the average American household could spend an average of $2,000 more per year because of increased fuel cost and sky-high inflation. Unless you live in the Democrat mafia states. Then you get Democrat policy reparations. Little Lori Lightfoot in her mentalist costume hands out free money to roaches that think there is such a thing. While some of the more recent price hikes are due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Georgians also know that Washington, D.C. policies and politics were driving inflation to record highs well before Putin's despicable actions. Since the day he took office, President Biden and his administration have fueled inflation while hamstringing domestic energy production. They have flip-flopped, pointed fingers, and made excuse after excuse. But in Georgia, we went to work. Together with the General Assembly, we budgeted conservatively at the beginning of COVID-19, protecting both lives and livelihoods. 
We made the tough choices because they were the right ones. These efforts combined with our unmatched pro-business environment and record of keeping government small and efficient continue to pay off for our citizens. Today I signed HB 304 to temporarily halt collection of the state gas tax and ease the burden consumers are feeling at the pump. Wouldn't that be nice? Now that only benefits the workers, the people who actually go to work. Unlike the Democrat mafia that just benefits the step and fetch Democrat votes, they get used to the ghetto living. This actually helps the working man of all races, everybody. But then again, Georgia is a right to work state. They're not hamstrung by mafia, open bribery on both parties. Georgia is a state that understands the difference between right and wrong, and they put away criminals on top of it. Georgia is a state with a trajectory of success, like so many of the Republican states ruled in the principles of Americanism versus the Democrat mafia states, which wallow in their failure time in and time out and then lie about it over and over and over again. Action. Mr. Johnson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just briefly, I also have a unanimous consent. I wanted to enter into the record a list that our committee put together of Democrat-led cities that have defunded the police with a total of $1.66 billion cut. Just enter that. Without objection. And, and what, just one point of personal privilege, Mr. Raskin mentioned, I think when I was out of the room, um, that uh, my statements about Democrats wanting to defund the police was inaccurate in some way. So I was encouraged to hear him express his support suddenly uh, on behalf of Democrats for funding the police. We certainly welcome that. Uh, but the Democrats' $1.9 trillion partisan spending legislation does not specifically direct funding of local law enforcement agencies. And they cut $1.6 billion. But Raskin is an up-and-comer in the Democrat mafia. You remember his Marxist wife. She's the one who had to rescind her nomination, thank God, a million times for the Federal Reserve. See, the real problem isn't global warming. It isn't rootin' tootin' Putin. It's the American Democrat mafia. And until you throw these rat lion bastards out on their ass, you're going to get more and more cover-ups, more and more open and notorious pay-to-play bribery schemes from their husbands and wives and sons and daughters. Because we haven't done a damn thing about it in 50 years. Maybe we should start with the Republican side. Make them nervous. Throw out our own corrupt bastards. I say, I'm in. What about you? 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM 560. The answer. All right. 312-642-5600 if you want to participate in the show. So, Holly introduces a five-year minimum for child porn violations, and Dick Durbin blocks it. <laughs> Dick Durbin. Little Dick Durbin. Wife of portly lobbyist. Really successful, really successful at, at, at lobbying. You know, it's not pay-to-play or bribery. It's lobbying. Sam Kenosha. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Good, Sam. How are you, buddy? Um, I, I just heard uh, about the uh, uh, clip about the taxes on the, on the gas in Georgia. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I thought I'd tell you some fun stuff about Florida. I'm from Florida. I moved to Wisconsin, unfortunately, a few Ooh, years ago. That's the wrong um, direction, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I used to live right on the Florida Georgia line uh, in Tallahassee, and good band. We would go, we would go across to uh, across to Georgia to gas up all the time because it's about thirty cents cheaper. 
And um, one of the things I found out about the Florida laws around gas stations, I think is a well-intentioned law way back, if I have this right, where they they uh, had to protect the independence against the chain, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Sunoco or yeah. BP and all that stuff. They have their own convenience stores and stuff, and they put a law into place to protect the small independents that they weren't allowed to, uh, that, that, the, that the chains weren't allowed to undersell the small independents. And they did it in well intention to protect the small guys. Well, now the, the chains have bought out all the small guys. And it's just a big price-fixing deal. So I just thought, wow, if, if they drop the taxes in Georgia, now they must be probably 50 well, cents over Florida. No, no. no. The, the, well, I don't know when you left Florida, but the get the fuel tax in uh, Florida per gallon is 18.4 cents. In Georgia, it's 27.9 cents. In Illinois, it's 77.96 cents, to give you an idea. Right, but it's Illinois not the tax, the it's the price. It's well, the price, uh, I the, just the paid, prices are paid. I'm in Florida now. I just paid 409 so I don't know what it is in Wisconsin. I think in Illinois it's over five dollars, if I'm not mistaken. In Chicago, I know it is. Um, yeah, I'm at like three yeah, eighty. Like I'm going to tell you there is there is there is um, to a certain extent I'll say that there is some some price collusion. But the reality is, you're seeing red states have much much lower gas prices, and that is specifically policy. And whether they allow it to to price fix or not, you know, who knows? Big oil is not. My friend, I get it, but we do need them. And they have right. partaken in their own destruction, which is funny on some hand. And they are invested in so many of the fraud alternative energy boondoggles. But the reality is what I want is absolute unfettered competition. But why would they right. want it when they've got the market locked up, like you said? So you can, you can abuse you know, loopholes in laws that protect big guys. The, the answer isn't to add more laws to combat bad laws. It's to strip away the vast majority of all laws. And that's what we yeah. need society to figure out. It's funny that society figured out about 270 years ago plus, but they can't figure it out now. So, Sam, I'm hoping for common sense, right. but I'm watching the news and we're finding it harder and harder to pronounce the word ask. I don't have big high expectations. Thank you, Sam. And it's funny as you see how many people are willing to buy the delusion, the lies and the fraud in Democrat states as they fail. It truly, truly is. In fact, um, I was watching a clip today about Democrat failed states. I'm just searching for it now. Where's my honey bunny? I, wanna, I want you to listen to Chip Roy, who I think is an up-and-comer in the Republican Party. I think Chip Roy is going places. And um, I think ultimately the failure in these Democrat states is truly going to come back to bite them. I really do. So here's a little Chip Roy. Do we have a single debate here in the People's House about what's happening at our southern border today? Any discussion at all? Does the Speaker of the House of Representatives give a rat's rear end about South Texas or the rest of this country? About the ranchers that are dealing with a flood of people coming across our border, endangering them and their families? And it's funny, because that's all true. And it's the Democrat sanctuary hubs that are paying the cost. It's the good people in these Democrat hubs that are paying the cost. It's the businesses that pay the cost, as always the case. Open-air drug market is also creating problems for business owners. Adam Mesnick owns Deli Board on Folsom Street and worries about the safety of his employees and customers. See, in San Francisco, there's absolutely no penalty. You could deal drugs right in front, on the sidewalk. Any which way that they have to arrive at my deli at this point in time 
is dangerous for them. Uh, the, the, you know, the drug dealing is absolutely out of control and unchecked. He says this video he shot just yesterday is proof of the pervasive drug problem. He says a man apparently overdosed on the street. And, and a young girl comes in to give him CPR. See that fentanyl garbage? Not only is it the only one of the only drugs that's not affected by bite inflation, you could touch somebody that's ODing and you could OD. This is bad stuff. And it comes directly from open border policy. This is something that is becoming undeniable, like so many of the Democrat failures. The question is, will they subsidize it to cover up the fraud and failure? How concerned are you about the surge that's predicted to come and them using that in the midterm election to hurt Democrats? I think we have to continue to uh, govern responsibly. And again, we'll wait uh, for presidential action in this area. But we have a strong story to tell, and the Republicans have nothing but rhetoric. And often that rhetoric has no basis in reality. No, there's no no reality. There's no reality in these sewers, these Democrat sewers. So they'll lie with bald faces. And by the way, he is bald. They'll lie with open eyes because their constituents are either too stupid to recognize the problem or in on it. One or the other. Ben in Milwaukee. Hi, Ben. Gas over here is $3.86. I've been on them all all a while. I've been on Biden's team, the United States senators. I told them, I said, you guys, you got three rhinos over there. You got Markowski, you got Collins, and you got Romney. I said, the ground's going to shake underneath your feet. God doesn't like a pedophile, so just watch your step. He's got Uh, your number. I wish he'd get busy correcting it. Thank you very much, Ben. $3.86 in Wisconsin. Boy, oh boy, if you live in Illinois, it's worth the ride. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, I was watching a little bit of uh, Chicago tonight, and they're talking about uh, companies breaking in high profits, and then Bernie Sanders, who's living the uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous, is on the case. His wife with bank fraud? Has she stole millions of dollars? Yet he's for the common man. You have to love these idiot Democrats. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And Jonathan Gruber, remember Jonathan Gruber? Uh, I don't know oh, if anybody Hans mentioned Gruber's. that yet. Hans Gruber's cousin. Yes, right. Of course. Yes. Right. That's his, uh, yeah, he's related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. What did he say? Well, Back when this thing uh, with Obamacare was hot, he was saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we just kind of misled the, uh, remember that? Yeah, of course I do. He said everything uh, was going to be cheaper. He said it was all going to be cheaper and that this country would save money on health care costs and health care would be more abundant, more accessible, and it would be a success. Hans Gruber. Yeah, Hans Gruber's cousin. See, but here's the thing. This is my point with every policy they have. They can always bribe so-called experts to agree with them because you're bribing Hans Gruber, Jonathan Gruber. You're bribing the climatologists. You're bribing them. You're paying for the science. You know, the scandals of, of, of their scales, of their measurements, of their stick is endless. And the, the reality of their failure is what we call reality. And yet they still get elected. Why is it? And my answer to you, Eduardo, is because they've corrupted the citizen. And it works after all. Some people would think there's an idea of free money, like our caller earlier. There is nothing free. And what happens is their failure strips away the future of generations. 
And it's a good crowbar against the property of those people who still continue to be productive Americans. And they're the bad guys now. And they're set in a corner. And you're hoping the, 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 the focus of a totalitarian fascistic government doesn't hone in on you. Isn't that today's America? Otherwise, how could Barack Obama show his face, let alone act as Caesar? 312-642-5600. AM560, The Answer. This is how we stare at all his success. He lives right next door to me. Better building. I want to talk about Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Great movie. Late 50, Andy Griffith, facing the crowd. I think he was named, I think his nickname was like Lonesome Rose. He was this huckster that basically rose to power and influence in America with political parties and the army and the armed forces because he was one of those awestrucks type of guys that bamboozled the American public. And it was only after they caught him on a mic. Walter Matthau was in it. He was great. He was like a reporter that was actually a reporter that went after people. That's a good like cast, that. man. I got to tell you, and I did that's not see it. That's a great cast. Yeah. You should see that. That's that's a movie for Fridays. Well, I'll bring uh-huh. that back up. But you can lie to the American Democrat like they were lied to by Gruber. That's what, that's what just triggered my head. He lied to his own constituents, his own party, about how stupid we were. And we fell for it. The Democrats fell for it and voted for it. They got the guy from Michigan to go for it. And then they sold this lie to the American people. And they sold it behind a, a very pleasant-looking face in, in President Obama. Yeah. We don't learn our lessons. We are getting dumber as we go along. And I think the only smart move is to get out of the places that make you feel miserable. Bingo. That make you dread waking up every day. And get the hell out to some place that values freedom, property rights, and liberty. That's why I love it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Greg. And what Greg remembers is what was at, at the time a scandal and now our reality. There's a third video that emerged today uh, featuring MIT economist Jonathan Gruber, one of the architects of Obamacare, suggesting, in his view, that voters' lack of sophistication helped Obamacare supporters push the bill through. Uh, this quote I'm going to play for you, this bite, is about taxing insurance companies with the knowledge that those costs would be passed on to the consumer. Let's play that sound. We just tax the insurance companies. They pass it on higher prices. That offsets the tax break we get. It ends up being the same thing. It's a very clever, you know, basically exploitation of the, of, the, of the lack of economic understanding of the American voter. I want to get your reaction to that, son. Well, my reaction is, is it's kind of funny because if you look at the quote that he was overheard making, I believe to a student group, he said it was the stupidity of the American people that allowed him to have the necessary credentials or uh, to be able to pass uh, and it's the same thing with global warming. It's the same thing with corporate taxes. And it works because the people who make up the Democrat voter are too stupid to see the scam or they are in on the scam. And I am telling you, it's exactly correct that it's not like that around the country. It is not like it. There are 21 states suing the Biden administration. There are congresspeople, like my congressman, Byron Donalds, uses his time to actively, verbally expose and attack the Democrat mafia. You feel good when your vote counts. You feel good being surrounded by people who believe 
in the same principles that you believe in, but not just because you believe in them, because they're the principles that built the richest, youngest, strongest country that thrives on the concept of the Enlightenment. What we're arguing against are corrupt collectivists who open and notoriously bribe, bribe themselves and shake down and extort workers and companies and small business and big business. This is the Democrat mafia. And the only way to win is to get away from it. The only way to win is to throw it out. But the way to lose is to not recognize it or allow Republican so-called representatives to partake in the same scandals and the same corruption. The reality is fight back the premise of their policies. They're frauds. They're pathological. And they're stealing from us. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There's an amazing reality that's gone on over the last 20 years. It's really a staggering statistic. George Bush doubled the national debt. Barack Obama doubled the national debt. Trump added $12 trillion to the national debt, give or take. It looks like Biden may very well, unbelievably, add $20-plus trillion through his fraud and abuse and scheme of Keynesianism, but it's a bastardization of Keynesianism. It's truly a sabotage of the economy through a false theory of monetizing debt. And now, as you see, people chanting against their very economic future with this notion that allowing the profiteers of monetized debt to cash out, to pay off themselves, and yet simultaneously increase the costs of your credit from everything from your credit card to your home loan to your car loans and all the rest of it. The same time pumping out astronomical amounts of funny money. And to think that this is inflation, this calculation, this con job called CPI, is almost as corrupted as the global warming data. It's a lie. It's frauded. The true costs and the true failures of inflation are something they try to subsidize. You see it in the Obamacare. You see it in the corporatism that has become standard policy. This is the problem, is that the American people have accepted the bastardization and principles of money, of economics 101. And now we're at the culmination of its failures. We're having phone problems with Vibro? All right, we're, we're having phone problems with Vibro. Vibro is a Mises Institute economist. But more importantly, what is a... An economist. What, you have two kinds of economists nowadays. You have the ones that actually practice capitalism. And you have the other ones that practice a backdoor nationalization of collectivism. You might call it socialism. You might call it subsidized. 
But make no mistake, it is the nationalization of an economy. So much so that the money was pumped out bipartisan to where you don't know how small business is going to pay back government loans that were frauded and stolen in some cases. But how they're going to qualify for new loans as the way in which you qualify is manipulated by the federal government. This is an issue that needs to be fixed. I also believe it's an issue that was paid for. I believe it all comes back to communist countries faking capitalism, faking economics, faking national policies to destroy the only country that had one that was rooted in principle, not political policy. See, that's the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Capitalism isn't a policy. It's a principle. Policies that bastardize it are what we're living through, through the minutiae of monetized debt. This idea that you can have $30 trillion of debt that you've monetized and ignore the unfunded liabilities you've obligated the nation to. Now, conservative estimates have it at $160 trillion. It's really $260, $280. It can never work. It doesn't work. We are on a path of Ponzi scheme, a path of lies. The answer for this is to recognize and fix it. But you're going to have to do that with politicians that can do it. I don't think we have any. I think we have politicians that want to tax welfare and call it revenue the whole time lying to the American people that the only way this country can stay afloat is if you print up more money every 30 days. Every 30 days you print up more money. That cannot work. Do we have them? Squirrel hands? Do we have them? All right, we're not going to be able to get him. But the reality of the, of the situation is, until you practice principled economics, principled capitalism, until you can somehow recognize that the last thing this country needs to do is print up money after money, you will continue to have omnibus bills get passed one day, continuing resolutions talked about the next day. This Congress is on a mission to print up and bankrupt this nation. It's truly that simple. And if we can't get back to the idea that we can't subsidize our own economy, bribe foreign policy, and pull out or pay off the debt, we're going to have an issue. And that's where we are today. So we're going to effort to get, oh, we got him. All right, let's bring him on. Now, Vibro, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you, how much I've admired you in, in your writings in Mises Institute, because it's, it's your articles that can correctly describe both the simplicity and complexity of propertyism that's now called capitalism. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you working with us. Yeah, yeah Sean. I'm also very glad that you gave me the opportunity to come here tonight and speak to you about it. Now, yeah, I believe that the policy, the policy of monetized debt, it's called monetary, uh, modern monetary policy, it's a policy of a bastardized collectivism and, and, and a fraud of Keynesianism. Now, can you help the people understand what I mean by that? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's Keynesianism to its very core. So the fundamental tenets of modern monetary theory rest on the fact that the government can effectively uh, never default on its step because inevitably what government does is when government gives out bonds uh, and pays interest on it, it pays it in terms of US dollars. So technically, whatever the amount of debt is, it is never going to default on its own bonds because it issues effectively uh, the money that it wants to pay. Now, the problem that it leads to is, and this is a very important radical implication, that government basically enjoys potentially limitless power as an arbitrator in the economy and can print unlimited amounts of money. And all, all, almost all of the, all of the major, pro, major uh, top-holding people, politicians in the Biden administration hold fast to this theory. They think they can effectively print out any amount of money and they can provide all of the goods and different services with effectively no cost. But as is the case with most theories which are devoid of reality, they, fo- they fail. And it has, it has and the most, the most, uh, the failure of MMT has been, ha- has been something which has, which has potentially destroyed the U.S. economy. The, the soaring level of inflation that we are seeing today is a direct result of the philosophical philosophical origins which lie in MMT. For example, the, currently the Biden administration is calling it Putin's price highs. But if we look at the statistics from their own department, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports that over the last 12 months, all the all the prices of major items has been increasing. So it's definitely that it's it's definitely not that that the price hike is solely rests on Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine. In fact, Vibo, it, it, it seems to me that it is a lie that must be protected with military action. Because it is obvious that this country is bankrupted. It passes spending bill after spending bill. Currently, it's it's not bankrupted because still the world believes in the power of the U.S. dollar. And everyone knows that they're going to abide by all the debts that they had undertaken. But in the future, if no country has effectively come out of a course which has taken billions and billions of dollars in debt and has still been fine. But in the future, if it happens that for some reason the the strength and and the confidence in the U.S. dollar declines, then what is going to happen? The value of the U.S. dollar in the market is going to fall. What that will lead to is soaring amounts of debt and interest payments. Then people are going to start running away from the U.S. dollars. And then there would be an occasion where the U.S. government would start defaulting on foreign debt. Yes, then then it would effectively, it would be a huge massacre for the entire U.S. economy. So, Vibo, I believe this is a, a, a policy of cutting everybody in the scam so that they promote the scam. And what you're seeing over the last, really, few decades is so many countries that are recognizing this because all you need to do is look under the hood and you see that there is no real engine. And the reality is you've had Russia, China, Iran, India, all promote getting away from a real scam of a system called the petrodollar, which was a a concept that was done after the Bretton Woods Agreement, after World War II, that we actually corrupted and we actually broke the covenant of solid monetary policy. So how long before these other countries that are keeping our lie alive by participating in our currency fraud and the petrodollar, how long before they start to say, why are we doing this? 
Yeah, it can happen anytime soon. I mean, uh, with the current, with the, if, if, for example, the amount of sanctions which have been imposed on Russia, and still Russia continues to deal with Germany, even my own country, India, and a, a number of the other places, people are effectively running away from dollar and to other currencies. Uh, Russia currently was asking to institute a goal of uh, a quasi gold standard to to um, to get the world market. And you are effect you are very very correct when you point out the the deal or the petrodollar deal i mean in those days the us economy was virtually very different than it is today it was very very healthy it was less regulated and it was virtually it had all the virtues of a of a good capitalistic system it respected private property rights it wasn't so it, it didn't have the size of the government wasn't as big as it is today and it was america was virtually one of the strongest and economy in, in those days Vibhu, the reason I wanted to get you on, I, I read your stuff and I love it, but I have been, uh, I watched as George Bush really promoted a, a protectionist foreign policy to protect the fraud of the petrodollar. But the undeniable aspect after the collapse in 2008 was that countries, in particular countries that had vision, decided to start acquiring gold. Ironically, those countries were China, Russia, India. And I knew that the common sense play would be to try to anchor those currencies onto some sort of a formula of both gold, gold and oil. Is that not something that can still happen? Yes, effectively it can happen. It, uh, everything depends on two major things. One is the export capacity of a country, which the United States has been losing because it's not promoting businesses and production as it used to. One of the major one of the major reasons behind uh, behind what happened in 2008 was a lack of production in the United States. Now that was a direct effect of the of the amount of regulations which had been placed, which led to production going out elsewhere. It's only it's it's only when labor and production becomes cheaper outside that that production goes there but you need to think how can it be that once production was cheaper here it was cheaper because competition had made it cheaper over the last uh, over the last uh, back of the 19th century and the early 20th century so yes it can happen i mean to me i think we've been practicing an economic suicide and this notion that you see these politicians come on who are really in on so many of the of the the corporatism in on the the government welfare in on the subsidies and you realize the numbers that they refer to as revenue no matter how many records they set which they've been setting every month for a decade every month the government reaps more revenue yet the dirty little secret is they're counting returned welfare as revenue and that is a formula that will lead to an implosion does it not Yes, it it does, and I think I think the solution effectively lies in the federal structure of how the Constitution was first envisioned. the The Constitution wasn't envisioned to have a central authority with a president dictating everything by the stroke of a pen, and it wasn't done so that some departments would oversee everything else and the revenue or the expenditure department would grow to the limit and extent it has. I mean, I've got two questions because I, 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 I've got to wrap it up and I enjoy talking. I could talk to you for an hour. But I've got two questions for you. Yep. Number one, can it be corrected? 
Yes, of course. Yes, of course it can be corrected. The first thing that we need to do is to go back to the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and respect private property rights. That is, scale back the government, institute proper proper measures which respect private property, and cut back expend government expenditures. When you cut government expenditures, you effectively open up scenarios for private players to come in and start producing as that is going to happen it is going to lead to more jobs more innovation more spending and effectively a good economy now my second question my last one the concept of monetized debt does return a revenue yet we've been practicing monetized debt since what 30 years 40 years 60 years who makes the profit I have yet to find somebody that can answer this question. Who makes the profit that the Federal Reserve, where does the profit go? You're talking about nipping out percentages on multi-trillions and trillions of dollars. That's a lot of money. Who's making that money? Well, well, it's a, it's a, it's a complex, complex question because once you start getting into the, uh, and it's not very clear who who gets to make that money, but it's certain, certainly what the Federal Reserve has been doing in, uh, in in current and modern light is it is effectively buying up all the bad investments which, uh, which all all of the companies have been making. For example, if you look at the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve, it effectively it effectively took on almost all. All of the bad investments which were undertaken by these corporates and Wall Street uh, Wall Street executives. So you know, that's one of uh, that's one. It reminds me of uh, the movie Trading Places when they were trying to explain explain commodity trading to Billy Ray, and he looked over and said, "You all are a couple of bookies." It seems to me like there's a very small mm-hmm. group of people who are skimming the American people for trillions of dollars of interest, hundreds of billions in the very least. And this is a system of a uh, of a fraud perpetrated on the American people, and it seems to be very healthy, as opposed to the call for it to stop uh, post haste. And uh, I want yeah, it to please. stop, and I think people like you and mm-hmm. and people like Mises can help. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ludwig von Mises is effectively a great read for anyone who wants to understand that government welfare is essentially and is essentially socialism and it paves the way towards socialism. Once you allow and buy into this idea that the government can effectively step in and solve all of your miseries, you're inviting the wolf in your own home. It is going to come and it is going to eat you up. And uh, we just need the American people to recognize that those wolves are in sheep's clothing of representatives. And maybe then we can solve yes. things. But in the meantime, yes, I love and reading your... Represent- yeah, it's not even representation either, because ta- uh, inflation is is not representative taxation. It effectively, it effectively eats away all of, your, all of your saved wealth. If the prices of commodities are increasing, that is a tax... Oh, did we lose Vibro? Well... We lost Vibro. It was a bad connection. But um, what I was going to ask him, I'll ask you. Why do they call it inflation instead of devaluation of the dollar? 312-642-5600. And in the meantime, if you want to read him, he's Vibro Vicaramare. And I recommend Von Mises for everybody. It's I call it Von Mises. It's actually Mises.org. We'll be back after this with your answers. AM 560. The answer. Nice song. All right, let's go to Kevin in Austin, Texas has the answer. Hi, Kevin. 
Hi, Sean. Uh, love the conversation on monetary policy. It's basically the, uh, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the Fed issues bonds to for all the money that they're pumping out there, right? So people buy those bonds. Am I correct in that? Yeah, to a certain okay, extent. Yeah, so, but then here the corruption comes in because well, they give, the, they what, give what, money to a shill company like BlackRock, right? $14 trillion. It's, right. It's, I mean, you want to talk about an oligarch system. You're taking my punchline. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't so, mean to take your point. That's my point. So who's issuing the bonds? They get a piece of it. Remember the movie uh, Bonfire, of the Fan- Bonfire of the Vanities with Tom Hanks? I do. Is that when they get yeah. lost in the woods and there's a corrupt judge? They accidentally hit somebody and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. wife explaining, what does your father do? And he sells bonds. He says, well, I think it was uh, Kate, whatever. So anyhow, she's saying that he sells bonds. Well, what he does is he's got a big cake, and he cuts that cake up in pieces, and then they're crumbs. That's what he gets. He gets <laughs> yeah. the crumbs. But yeah. those crumbs are worth millions and millions of dollars. Billions and billions. Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. That's what In Chicago, they used to have patronages. You give people jobs. Then they change it to pinstripe patronages. Who's going to get the bonds? Who, what what the bank sells the bonds? And that's how they get paid off. And then but, Kevin, this kind of this, this they make level. The money. They, this, put, they put the money in to, to support people to get elected. And this level, this level of the bastardization of the principles of money, it's, yeah. it's systemic. And oh, if it's going to get ripped out, you've got to get people to have these kind of conversations. You know, you've got politicians that are talking about taxing companies and small business and medium business, even big business. Yet they don't focus on a hundreds of billions of theft and it's the concept of modern well, because they're getting monetized it on the debt. they're getting yeah. on the back end because these guys who get paid money then they go and said hey i'll support your campaign i'll write you a check for whatever and then there's the other thing you go to war to protect the lie and that's what we're seeing right now you know kevin i was watching uh i always have the news on here and what they have is a clip that says kremlin relies on propaganda censorship to shield russians from realities isn't that, that america like that sounds like america to me thank you kevin i really enjoyed the conversation 312-642-5600 if you want to have one we'll be back after this am560 the answer you know it's funny i'm listening to the news and it's the obamacare lie that mitt romney helped when he was at Massachusetts. By the way, Mitt Romney is going to be the Republican yes vote for affirmative action. Jackson, no surprise there, none at all, because Mitt Romney is a Fabian, which is like a socialist, only in size 32 pant versus the size 58 that these normally wear, the fat bastard Democrats. But Mitt Romney is one of those people who believe that society needs to be controlled by oligarchs so that he is the kind of Republican that supports these very policies that I rail against in each and every instance. So it's funny that we are at, in my opinion, the most important point, the most important time. The solution to me is to go to areas that support the American principles and secure those states, those cities. The ones that have accepted the Democrat mafia will always accept the Democrat mafia. Nothing will change their mind. The lies, the corruption, the fraud is bald and obvious. 
This is the kind of day that you need to expose it. Barack Obama came out of hiding, out of one of his seaside mansions, where he's not worried about climate change and sea level. He's not worried about anything. He left office and is worth hundreds of millions of dollars overnight. How? Because he is an oligarch in the political corruption. And the sales pitch is obvious. Now if we could just get this younger generation to focus on it. And you can do it on these kind of anniversaries. 12 years of failure in Obamacare. How many people remember Jonathan Gruber? You should always memorialize Jonathan Gruber when you can. Because Jonathan Gruber was a Fabian like Mitt Romney, although he called himself an open Democrat rather than a closet Democrat. But he exposed what keeps the game alive. There's a third video that emerged today uh, featuring MIT economist Jonathan Gruber, one of the architects of Obamacare, suggesting, in his view, that voters' lack of sophistication helped Obamacare supporters push the bill through. Uh, this quote I'm going to play for you, this bite, is about taxing insurance companies with the knowledge that those costs would be passed on to the consumer. Let's play that sound. We just tax the insurance companies. They pass it on higher prices. That offsets the tax break we get. It ends up being the same thing. It's a very clever, you know, basically exploitation of the, of, the, of the lack of economic understanding of the American voter. Done. And it's going to be that way on every instance. That's exactly what you're living through now. It's time to point that out. And you may be able to win them over. And if you can't with economic sense, then you certainly can with what else we're facing. The normalization of sexual derelicts and deviants perpetrated on our children. See, our children are the ones that pay the cost, both for the economic frauds, the, the, the abandonment of American principles, and the quality of life. When you allow these Democrat roaches to move from destroying municipalities and cities to moving to destroy the 3.8 million square miles of America. So now it'll always come from the most successful corrupt mafia states like Illinois. Little Dick Durbin wanted to stop a law that was proposed by Josh Hawley. See, because Mitt Romney is going to put a seal on affirmative action, Jackson, a judge who was mysteriously light on child porn and different variants, sexual deviant assaults on children, he wanted to put a mandatory five-year minimum on those who traffic in child pornography. But guess who came to the sexual deviance rescue? Majority Whip. Reserving the right to object. I have to ask myself, why now? Why does the junior senator from Missouri bring this bill to the floor of the United States Senate today? Because you're about to swear in an affirmative action Supreme Court justice who has spent her short but notable career being friendly to sexual, child sexual pornographers. When you think back, this matter has been considered. Originally, the guidelines were considered in 1984. The question of child pornography came back to us in 2003. In 2005, there was a Supreme Court case about applying the guidelines on sentencing to these types of cases, a case known as Booker. We know that in 2005 that decision was handed down. We know in 2012 the Sentencing Commission said to Congress and to the world, you need to do something here. These guidelines that you promulgated don't reflect the reality of today. 
We know as well that uh, the guidelines were written, some were written, in an era when the materials we're talking about were physical materials, and we now live in a world of Internet and access to not just tens and hundreds, but thousands of images, if that is your decision. So he's arguing to cover up the fact that we are about to have a Supreme Court justice who is friendly on child sex predators, has a history of it, and a representative wanted to change that. So this is the hill they're going to fight on, and this is the hill we can win back the country on, because the reality is... People don't want their kids sexually abused. They're willing to accept financial abuse. They're willing to accept fascism in the name of fraud sciences. But are they willing to accept sexual pedophiles and deviants that are very represented in the Democrat mafia? And then what about this new law in Florida? At what age does the White House think that students should be taught about sexual orientation and gender identity? Well, I would say, uh, first of all, Peter, um, we have spoken to uh, the Don't Say Gay bill in the past, I believe is what you're referring to. It's not that. It's don't say or expose third graders and under to your sexual perversion, which in the Democrat mafia is a resume builder. Let them learn later on that for their sexual preference and deviance, they can one day head up bureaucracies in a Marxist government. 312-642. 5600. AM 560. The answer. You know, it's an interesting question. Why would anybody want to expose third graders, second graders, first graders, kindergarten, preschool? Why would you want to expose it to that? Isn't that, is that something that should be talked about to these children? I mean, can't you inundate them with your ideology of kind of coaching them into killing their babies and counting sexual preference as some sort of an asset. And is that something that should be given or spoken to to kids that are under eighth grade? I say they didn't go far enough in the bill. And made clear that uh, as we look at this, uh, this, uh, this law, uh, what we think it's a reflection of is politicians in Florida propagating misinformed, hateful policies that do not... It's not hateful. Why should a teacher influence children on sexuality that's not a teacher's job you're to go over such important things as art coloring in lines fact real fact history arithmetic spelling when did they become parents when did this become the fall under the pure the 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 responsibility of teachers. Absolutely nothing to address uh, the real issues. Uh, the Department of Education is well positioned and ready to evaluate um, what to do next and uh, when and its implementation, whether it's this implementation violates federal civil rights law. Uh, you know, I, I almost hear the struggle in this fraud, Pippi Lystocking's voice, because she's a mother. I wonder, do, do, do these Marxists tell their kids in preschool? about sexual preferences and assets and proclivities and the rest of it. What a sick parent. What a sick idea that strangers somehow have the authority to do this. Robert, Wisconsin. Yeah, Sean. Hey, our side bargains terribly. The left all got together, called it the Let's Say Gay Bill. And uh, 
We don't have a good answer for it. How about the let kids be kids bill? Well, in Florida, see, uh, the problem I have is that in Florida, this is, this is, the reception is fantastic among Democrat citizens, among people who were formerly Democrats. This is the bald-faced lie. It doesn't say don't say gay. It's not nowhere in there. It says don't talk to our kids about sex until after third grade. And that is something that all parties agree with, all. The idea that there's anybody that would want a teacher to tell their kid about sex is outrageous. And they need to stand up for themselves like DeSantis and so many of the state politicians are doing. This is a scandal in Democrat states where they have become willing slaves, where they're used to turning over their responsibilities to government. Vince, Crystal Lake. I think you hit it on the head, Sean. What is their motive? What is their motive for teaching? They should be asked that question every time they bring it up. What is their motive for teaching little kids this stuff? You know what I think it is, Vince? It's because they can have a shiny object to point to. The whole time realizing no matter what somebody's sexual preference is, no matter what kind of clothes they like to dress in, there's probably a vast majority of Americans that would frown upon the theft of the future by these Democrat political whores in both parties. I think it's a wonderful distraction technique. And after all, once you turn over your children to learn something as intimate, as personal, as sex ed from a stranger, they'll buy anything they have to sell, won't they? Thank you very much for the call. I truly appreciate it. Uh, but I would note that parents across the country uh, are looking to, um, you know, uh, national, state, and district leaders to uh, support our nation's students, to ensure that uh, kids are treated equally in schools, and that is certainly not, this is not a reflection of that. And, and yeah, I think we should treat them equal. I don't think any kid should be exposed to a stranger telling them about sexual preferences and sexual, even education, until after eighth grade. I don't think the bill went far enough. Not even close. So just the last one. So if you guys oppose this law that bans classroom instruction about uh, sexual orientation and gender identity in K through 3, does White House support that kind of classroom instruction before kindergarten? Do you have examples of schools in uh, Florida that are teaching kindergartners about sex? I got examples of them that aren't. Every one of them. Because our representatives passed a law to protect our kids from your indoctrination, your brainwashing, and your sexual perversion. Not everybody has a senator like Dick Durbin that wants to strengthen the pedophile. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.